Little Jamaica is uh, right now at the heart of a conversation. They're wondering if it should be um, considered a heritage conservation district or a cultural district. The there are the residents of Little Jamaica and uh, city council. And there's a lot of people debating this. I just want to do a follow up on this uh, this issue of what we should call Little Jamaica. Here to talk about it, we are joined by our next guest. His name is Roman Baker. Romain Baker, rather. He is the co-founder of Black Urbanism TO. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for having me on this morning. I know that last time uh, I spoke about this, I was talking to Councillor Mike Cole, and he had said that um, the city is not really in favor. They're pushing back at a heritage designation for um, Little Jamaica, because even places like Little Italy, the Danforth, they don't have it. He instead uh, suggested it might be good if it is considered Toronto's first cultural district. District. What do you say to that? Um, you know, we think that the, the cultural district is um, is a brilliant idea that's looking to, you know, leverage the economic policies that the city has at, as it has its disposal, um, economic, cultural, um, planning. Uh, so it's really um, a comprehensive look at the area and. You know, trying to ensure that, you know, the things that we value, such as the businesses and, and the space as, a, you know, a gathering space for, for a community can also be supported. Um, also- and, you know, the cultural, no. um, the heritage aspect of it, I think, is one piece of the cultural district plan. Okay, so tell us a little bit about this area, because I think there's some people that might not have been to Little Jamaica before. What's so special about Little Jamaica and where exactly is it? Uh, so Little Jamaica, it's, um, you know, its borders today are defined by Keel Street and Eglinton and going east towards the island in Eglinton. Um, it has been like a, a settlement area for for Caribbean immigrants um, for the last 50 years. Um, and it has developed a very strong local um, brand and identity. And there's a lot of history there. Um, you know, it has a very strong like Jamaican reggae history as well. A lot of people don't know that a lot of um, Jamaican artists were migrating here in the 70s and 80s, and they set up recording studios and, you know, record labels, and they were producing reggae music mm. that they were listening to all over the world from Toronto. Um, at one point, Toronto was the second largest, um, you know, producer of, of reggae music. Wow. Um, so that's a huge part of Toronto's history that's not really uh, recognized and acknowledged and appreciated. That's interesting that you bring that up because I, I would imagine that most people when we give cultural designation or this would be the first one, but when we put up those signs, Little Italy, the Danforth, we're basically talking about the gastronomy in the area. So beyond music and food, what are the other features you want to preserve and protect when it comes to Little Jamaica? Um, you know, there's a wide variety of you know businesses and services that you can't really find in that same Main Street um, space. Um, the barbershops and salons as well that, you know, function as community spaces where, you know, community is formed and, um, you know, really it's a key part of, of the community. Um, and so we feel that, you know, those, those areas need to be, you know, preserved and, and supported as well. Obviously, you know, you know, black entrepreneurialism is, is very far reaching, especially right now, there's been a huge, um, you know, uptake of, you know, people, you know, creating new business ventures and, you know, this space, you're, we're looking to build on the legacy that has been created over the past 50 years. 
It's interesting because, you know, the city has continued to evolve, you know, from its inception. And and, and this is the, just the nature of cities. They change, they move. Are you really concerned about the Eglinton line? Is that is that can you speak to the timing of the need to make sure we protect Little Jamaica? Is it all about that Eglinton line and the ability for investors to come in and, and uh, invest in the area, but by investing largely change the flavor of a neighborhood? 100%. Like this LRT, um, I think we can all agree that Toronto is in dire need of transit. Um, I think, you know, there was this oversight and neglect um, and, you know, really preparing the neighborhood and thinking ahead about, you know, what's valuable, what are the assets that we really need to protect throughout this whole process. Um, the LRT has had multi-dimensional impacts, like from the construction, that has already started to displace businesses. Um, post-construction, you know, you're going to have the development proposals coming in and some are already coming in. Um, so you're looking at massive, you know, revitalization and gentrification of the area with new development. Um, and, you know, a lot of the business owners are, like, leasing their spaces. Mm. So they are in a very, you know, precarious and vulnerable situation. And Little Jamaica, by and large, you know, today is really tied to the presence of those businesses there. Um, you know, in 2019, when we were doing our study, you know, we counted over upwards of 80 businesses along that corridor from 80 Black-owned businesses, um, rather, from Keel to Marley. Um, and that's, you know, this is this was well into the construction of the LRT when businesses have already been displaced. So this is a real unique and, and you know, part of the city. And, you know, you know where else are you going to find that concentration of Black-owned businesses no, I'm a music I'm a music lover, so I'm going to focus in on what you're talking about with the music production studios and Jamaican music. It, okay. That Toronto is the second um, largest producer of exporter of you know Jamaican music being produced here and exported around the world. So if that's the case, um, if they have to close down those studios, are they are you hearing from business owners that yeah, that's it, we're we're done? Yeah, we are. And, you know, COVID hasn't really helped the situation either. Um, we have yet to do another tally to see who's actually still here because um, the, the impacts are huge, huge so for the city. where do you go next? Um, well, you know, we have uh, the support of Councillor uh, Josh Matlow with um, his motion that he brought forward last fall. And um, in a few days, he'll be, um, pass, um, you know, moving another motion to um, you know, direct the city to be more explicit with the with the heritage aspect of of, of this cultural district plan. Um, and, you know, in his previous motion, it um, had some short term, medium term, and long term um, provisions to to really you know, stabilize the businesses and ensure that they can be you know sustained throughout this period. And as an organization, we are you know constantly in contact with the business owners. Uh, we've, you know, partnered with another organization before with a GoFundMe campaign um, to, you know, provide, you know, direct funding at this time to help sustain them. And you're supporting the business owners to apply to these different grants that um, different levels of government are making available. Multi-pronged approach just to get through the pandemic and to make sure that you, you survive on the other end and, and survive uh, gentrification. It's, wow, what an uphill battle you're fighting. But I'm glad you talked about it with, with us. I think it's really important that the rest of us understand what is at risk. Definitely. It's a huge loss for the city, really, because, you know, Toronto is, you know, so diverse and mm -hmm. we, we actively promote ourselves as, you know, this, this, um, this cultural mosaic, you know, uh, having these you know, diverse neighborhoods. 
But at the same time, we haven't ever really given Little Jamaica a chance to to really, you know, shine. They're, at the various levels, there have always been, you know, gatekeepers preventing it from really rising to, you know, its potential. Yeah. And, you know, right now is a really um, time that we need to be intentional, right? Recognizing the systemic barriers that you know, Black-owned business owners face, the systemic barriers in terms of governance at, at a local level, in terms of BIAs, you know, and, you know, from the city as well, like, actually supporting these communities so that they can continue to be a part of Toronto's history and what makes Toronto such a great city. Romaine, uh, thank you very much for joining us. And I hope action uh, occurs for you guys very soon. Thanks for making us aware of what you're fighting for. Thank you so much for having us.